0: Hi, I'm Will Roadhouse, and I'm the CEO of Compass Group International and Compass Group Productions, and welcome to my expat lifestyle about retiring abroad and what are the pros and cons and just helping you make the right decision before you make the wrong decision. I hope that makes sense. So today's podcast, I'm going to give you kind of a background of my story and why I've decided. Thailand is my home. And a lot of you, or maybe most of you seen uh, or are listening to this now, have known my background, have seen my videos, maybe even quite some time ago, saw me on HGTV's House Hunters International. But I kind of want to refresh everyone, and for those who are new, is why I chose Thailand. And right now, uh, we're at our beach home uh, here in Jiomtian, Thailand. We live right across the street from the beach. And we just had a a gorgeous breakfast by the beach, Uh, we took a walk, and uh, my wife is actually sitting there uh, just uh, having some boba tea while I'm putting this podcast together. So I'm feeling great. So before I get into why Thailand, let me just kind of give you a background. So forgive me. I'm on my headset, uh, I do best when I'm walking and talking, so I'm actually walking and talking right now. One of the great things about Anchor, because I love all the tools on Anchor. And if you hear a phone uh, ringing in the background, uh, we, use, uh, we use Vonage out here, and uh, so sometimes you may hear the phone ring. So, what is my story? And what is it about retiring abroad that I've learned over the last two decades that someone like yourself that has maybe been considering it now has not really thought about and also i'm gonna help you answer questions that's been on the top of your mind but you can't seem to find the answers so the first thing is is that my background i came from corporate america i live in orange county in newport beach california making this crazy commute for 13 years An hour and a half to two hours each way to L.A., to South Bay, and to downtown L.A. Uh, I was a vice president of wealth management services uh, for a very prominent financial institution managing a lot of money. uh, Close to a billion dollars in assets uh, back in the uh, late 90s. So I had basically, I was on track. I mean, my goal was to be the president of that state. I mean, I was looking to be a lifer for this bank. And without a doubt, I would be making millions. I would have, I already had a very high six-figure salary at the time. I didn't have to work very hard, had a great prestigious title. But I was on a fast track to executive management. And one day, I just got burnt out. In 13 years, my life was all about this bank. I love working in this bank. Fantastic. Everything I've learned, I learned from this bank. Uh, They gave me the foundation of becoming an entrepreneur, becoming a great leader, becoming a great manager, uh, strategies. I have a lot to be thankful for my experience as a bank. So I worked hard. I never took a vacation. I worked very, very hard. Came in on weekends, uh, worked very long hours. But when I came, obviously, when I came up to the ranks, uh, I didn't have to work as much uh, because dealing with affluent clients, in order to do business with our group, you had to come up with a minim, minimum of five million, and most of our services were fixed income. Uh, but we were a very exclusive group within the bank, so I didn't have to work very hard because my business just just came in, uh, there were referrals in the bank. So one day I just got burnt out and I lived in a bit, very beautiful area, Newport beach. Uh, I was within walking distance, a couple of blocks of the beach. I was right next to the Harbor and I surfed. And some of my friends, uh, out of Phoenix said, Hey, we're going to Costa Rica. Do you want to come with? And they're like, well, there's great surfing Costa Rica. And as a, as a kid, from, as a guy from Orange County, you hear about Costa Rica a lot. You hear it's great surf. A place like Tamarindo and Playa Grande and Jaco. So I'm like, okay, I'll go. But I'm only going to stay there for maybe a maybe like a weekend. Like, all right. So went down to Costa Rica. Uh, spent one night in San Jose. Uh, went to uh, Guanacaste. And spent most of my time in Playa Grande and in Tamarindo. Fell in love with the country. Fell in love with the country so much that I came back and I resigned from my position. And a lot of people that knew exactly what I did and how much money I made thought I was nuts. Like, you have the easiest job in the world and why would you consider quitting? I said, because, first of all, I just... Working in corporate America, I just felt like I, I'm just done with that. That was my first part of my life. I want to open my own business and I want to travel more. So I quit my job and my uh, the regional president uh, thought I was kind of crazy too. He said, hey, your job is always here if you want it. He's like, but good luck to you. And he's like, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to go down to Costa Rica and I'll open a real estate business. I was like, really? This was back in, like, 2001. i said, do you speak Spanish? I said, no. He's like, well, have you ever sold a home before? I said, well, if I could sell $5 million portfolios, I think I could sell some homes. He's like, okay. And uh, so immediately, I went back to Costa Rica uh, by myself. Spent a lot of time there. Found my first employee at a bar. And that was basically the beginning of my life today uh, costa rica w- was and i say was because it's a place that doesn't does no longer satisfies me as a retiree as an expat but at the time it did it was gorgeous it was tranquil it was nice but there are so many parts of latin america and it, and again is practicing real estate in Costa Rica and all the surrounding uh, beach countries up in, you know up north and down south, it all became the same. There were these little rinky-dink little beach cities with five to maybe 10,000, 15,000 people. There's nothing to do. You saw the same people over and over again. The homes weren't as cheap as I thought it was. Uh, living expenses actually wasn't, wasn't as cheap as I thought it was. Uh, every time the freaking uh, it starts to rain the power would go out the internet will go out uh, people tend to be extremely lazy like they don't want to work because they're always on vacation mode. so nobody wanted to make any money and the opportunities will become and be scarce because it's just a different type of mentality there and you can't blame the culture it's just that is the culture It's about a relaxed culture. It's not about, Let's hurry up, let's, let's get stuff done, let's get stuff done, let's do some work, which was more the way I was, very fast American style, and also I'm part Asian. Uh, we want, we don't wanna do things tomorrow, we wanna to get things done yesterday. We're in Latin America, it's, uh, manana, let's do it next week, let's get some drinks, let's have some more dinners. And, and as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, that frustrated me. And then it also frustrated me with the Beach Cities because I was just getting bored. And you may ask yourself, you're like, well, well, Costa Rica's gorgeous. These areas, how can you be bored? You can. And I will repeat myself with this phrase is when you go to a country as a tourist and you fall in love with the country as a tourist and you ask yourself and your partner, hey, this might be a cool place for us to retire. This might be a cool second home. But when you come back as a full-time resident, it's very, very different. And that's what people don't understand. Vacation cities are really meant to be vacation cities. And then there are cities around the world that really fit more the needs of an expat, of a foreigner like yourself and myself. So about 8 years ago, a uh very very close friend of mine near and dear to my heart Uh, my friend Banzai Shelley and uh, invited me to go to Thailand for a month Uh, we were going to I own a production company and he wanted to basically film a documentary Uh, if you I will put the link uh, and we did a we did a documentary I think it's 10 episodes and it's very interesting his story is very interesting Uh, here is a a, a young boy that uh, came from a very large Laotian family and very prestigious Laotian family that were uh, in the military, that was a colonel and during the war they had to literally flee overnight because his father was thrown in prison, in military prison and he and his brother and sisters had to flee overnight leaving his mom behind because she wanted to stay very very sad, very sad and uplifting so Banzai and his brother and sisters split up. Some went to Europe, some stayed in Asia, but they actually fled from Laos, or from Laos to Thailand to a refugee camp called Ubon, which is an Isan region, which is up north in Thailand. And Banzai has not been back to that refugee camp since he left and he wanted some closure and he wanted to go back. And it's an uplifting story and the an ending is surprising. Uh, I will put the link on his YouTube page. Uh, it was quite an adventure and uh, you will definitely cry. <laughs> and uh, it, it just bonds each one of my close friends and they, uh, I had the opportunity to share this with them. And when I was there, I was there for a month, I fell in love with Thailand. I absolutely fell in love with Thailand. I fell in love with the people. They were so nice and generous. The food was amazing. So if you love Thai food, I mean, Thai food should not be expensive. You know, when, I, when I'm buying meals and great meals for a dollar, two dollars, which normally would cost 10 to $15 in the States, I'm like, oh my God, this place is amazing. But I, I, I spent three weeks, three weeks at a little tiny city called Ubon. And, when we were done filming, we had another, uh, like a week and a half, two weeks left. Um, Bonsai and Shelley, after the, the whole emotional trauma of going through this and reliving experiences and getting some closure, uh, like I said, there are some very big surprises. He actually does go into Laos and he's, he, he's seeking his old house and you would never believe who was still there. Uh, so I will leave, that. I, I got goosebumps right down my arm, so you have to watch this. So um, they went to Koh Kosamoy Koh is a very small uh, island, and it's very remote. And they just wanted some peace and quiet. They love the beach. So they went to Koh and I'm like, that's for couples. I'm a single guy, and I love the beach city. Uh, I love beach cities, but I want to be in Bangkok. It's, you know, I'm like, I want to be in a city that's like New York, because I love New York. So I I want to spend my week and a half, two weeks in Bangkok. And that's what I did. That's when I really fell in love with Thailand. You know, one of the great things about like L.A. or uh, New York is the vibe. The communities. The, you know, the hustle and bustle. uh, That everything's within walking distance. The food scene. Uh, the nightlife I mean Bangkok offered all that and I fell in love with the country I'm like Bangkok blows away any any foreign city that I have ever considered retiring in Costa Rica blew it away Nicaragua blew it away Mexico not even close comparison Belize Honduras, uh, Dominican Republic, uh, Colombia, any of those places. Bangkok blew it away. Thailand blew it away. So much better. and I'll get to reasons why. The next thing is, it's also better than Europe. I love France, love Spain, Greece, Italy, Portugal, Portugal is a very you know Spain and Portugal are huge places to retire but the problem is is that those cities are those countries are expensive I spent a lot of time in southern France and Bordeaux and I love speaking French but the problem is is that in these countries in Europe you have to speak the language and if you haven't been if you've been to France you know that French people even if they can speak English they're not going to admit it. They're not going to talk. They're not going to speak to you in English. They want you to speak French. Spanish people. I spent time in Barcelona and Madrid. Same thing. You know, you can go down to Costa del Sol or, or like in Alicante, and maybe because those a big tourist areas, maybe more people speak English because there's a lot of uh, people from the UK that retire there. But still, you got to speak Spanish in Italy. You got to speak Italian, Portugal, and so forth. So, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. Then I looked at other places like Australia and New Zealand, which by far, Australia is like America, but 10 times more beautiful. Then New Zealand is like a thousand times more beautiful. You know, when people refer to New Zealand as God's country because of gorgeous, majestic beauty of the country, they are not kidding. It is the most Gorgeous country I have ever been in. And, and living in Newport Beach, I was in Newport Harbor. Sydney Harbor puts Newport Harbor to shame. Sydney Harbor is one of the most gorgeous places I have ever been to. But again, here's the problem with Australia and New Zealand. It's extremely expensive, where Sydney and Melbourne is one of the most expensive cities in the world. Auckland is, it was up there. Extremely expensive. Yes, everyone speaks English, that's great, but it's too damn expensive. Then the other thing is immigration, trying to immigrate there, trying to get a retirement visa or a work permit. Oh, that's like next to impossible. I mean, Australia shuts it down. If you want to immigrate to the country as a retiree, it's 1.5 million to $2 million per person. Expensive and unaffordable. Your uh, immigration was a little bit easier. Spain uh, has a retirement visa. But again, you have to speak Spanish and everything is paid by the Euro, it's expensive. Nothing's cheap, nothing is cheap. Now, let's get back to Asia. So here I am in Thailand, shocking. Shocking how many people speak English here in Thailand, especially these major beach cities and places like in and, and a city like Bangkok. Everyone speaks English. If you're in any city in Thailand where there are tourists, just about everyone speaks English. I've been living here in Thailand for eight years now. Yeah, it's eight years. And I've never had a communication problem with anyone never. Thai start learning English in elementary school all the way up to college. Even though some of them some of them may not be able to speak English, but they certainly understand it. So there's no language barrier. Never had a language barrier here in Thailand. Then the melting pot of Bangkok. I was flabbergasted. I was astounded walking down Sikunvit, going to all these different tourist attractions and malls and eateries and food courts and just seeing the massive amount of expats from all around the world. Australians, New Zealanders, Europeans from down south, people from the UK, there's a a lot of Brits here, a lot of Brits that live here, Russians, chinese chinese should be a given if you if you weren't aware of this uh the chinese have been in thailand for hundreds of years and so a lot of thais actually have a little bit of chinese blood in them so it's a huge melting pot of ethnicities from all around the world i loved it i absolutely loved it then when it came to cuisine like for an example i love to eat yes i love French food. But the French do not know how to make anything else other than French food. Japanese restaurants there are horrible. Chinese restaurants there are horrible. Anything outside of just French food is horrible. Spain, lot love Spanish food. Same exact thing. I want, because I'm a foodie and I hope you are too, I want a country where... I'm not just stuck with the local cuisine. I want cuisine from all over the world. Bangkok has that. Thailand has that. Obviously not just a fact I'm getting world-class Thai food for a fraction of the price. I have accessibility from our home in Bangkok within walking distance to Japanese restaurants, Chinese restaurants, Korean restaurants. American restaurants, French restaurants, Greek restaurants, Indian restaurants. What else am I missing? Those are my favorite cuisines. (laughs) And it's all within walking distance. And it's all, oh, Lebanese food too. Love Lebanese. Lebanese food is amazing. It's all here. I'm not just stuck with Thai food. I, my favorite cuisine is actually Chinese and Japanese and I have it everywhere. Thai food is my third favorite and then I also love to eat, uh, you know, I, I, I love Mediterranean food, I love e- a Middle Eastern food. Uh, I, there's really nothing that I don't like. <laughs> if it tastes good, I'm going to eat it. And as a foodie, Bangkok is the right city for me. As a foreigner that doesn't speak multiple languages and not very good at learning second languages, Bangkok is a city for me. Then the next thing is when it comes down to home ownership. So throughout the world, not every country allows home ownership that's be simple like in America where you own the property outright there are always some certain stipulations, like Mexico its a land lease. Vietnam, you also own a lease. But here in Thailand, you have your hits and misses. For example, foreigners can't legally own single-family homes, attached homes like townhomes, land, commercial property, uh, but we can own condos. Can own condos outright 100% ownership. And here's the kicker the kicker is I'm here in, in our condo here in Jiomtien Beach. We are across the street from the beach. My condo cost me less than hundred thousand dollars. I have fantastic facilities. I have a gym at the rooftop deck, same with an infinity pool with a killer ocean view. Actually, for my patio, I do have a peekaboo view and I'm within walking distance, my wife and I can walk to fantastic seafood restaurants. Can't find it in Latin America. Mm -hmm. Cannot. Trust me on that, you cannot, because I have looked and I have asked developers to develop these type of low end properties in beach communities and they refuse to do it. If you find a home within walking distance of the beach in Latin America, it's a rundown shack. So, and in addition to that, you're in a, you're some crummy beach city where there's nobody there. Like I said, it's, it's about when retirement. It's about accessing amenities, nightlife, restaurants, shopping, transportation. That's what retirement is about. That's what having a second home is about. So, low-cost living. Real estate affordable pay cash for the properties don't have to worry about a mortgage payment then the next thing is association dues association dues here buildings are immaculate super clean all the same facilities that you see in any other countries of high-end hotels and condotels and condos like in Las Vegas and Miami 25 to 50 dollars a month depending on which building you're the building we're in—it's $25 a month, paid annually. Building is immaculate. 24-hour security. They're always cleaning this place. It's always clean. Then, in addition to that, is is the cost of living. So, when you look at utilities in other countries, it's almost on par with Western countries. So, if you're so, if you're a Brit from the UK and you want to retire in Costa del Sol or somewhere in Italy, utilities aren't that much cheaper. Or if you're an American and you want to go to Mexico or go to Central America, retire, utilities aren't that much cheaper. A little bit cheaper, not that much. Here, utilities are a fraction of what I pay in the States, a fraction of what they would be in Australia, New Zealand, UK, or even France. I have the AC running all the time because I don't like to be hot, nor does my wife. Thailand is hot. I'm running all the time. Our AC bill, 30 to 45 bucks a month. Our internet bill that comes bundled with cable TV with some English speaking stations and my cell phone, 10 bucks a month. Gas, less than $5 a month. Water, less than $5 a month. Property taxes, no property taxes until you sold your home. So now, when I'm sitting here in Bangkok and I'm studying the scene, I'm, I'm walking from condo to condo to condo to a new building, shopping for a place to live because I want to move here. And I'm asking these on-site salespeople and utilities and and... And the, and the cost of just basically living in the area or living in Bangkok, you can bet your butt my mouth dropped. I'm like, why did I waste so much time in Latin America? Seriously, I, I you know I, I don't like to kid myself and look at the past, but I, I truly did because I felt that I've sacrificed and lost so much time in Latin America, When I could have been having a far superior life as an expat here in Thailand. I'm glad I'm here now. I'm glad I'm here now. But I missed out, basically, for 10 years that I felt that I wasted time in Latin America. Now let's talk about the business scene. Latin America, it's tough. It is tough to do business because... There is no sense of urgency for anyone that has ever done business in Latin America, Central America, Mexico, and, down, and, South, and South America. You will understand the culture dictates that you do not pressure them. That you take it slow. I don't like that. And I am a patient man, but if it, when, it take, when it's taking literally months and months and months of having dinners and drinks just to accomplish something that should have been accomplished in a second meeting, but it took six months to a year to accomplish, that's a tremendous waste of time. And I wasted time. A lot of time in Latin America. And that frustrates me. That really frustrated me. Well, here in Asia, I'm semi-retired. I married. I found an amazing Thai woman and married her right away. Wasn't going to let her escape. Just makes me a better person. She's smarter than I am. I mean, geez, she graduated number one in her class for a master's degree. She's patient. She's understanding. She's gorgeous. Comes from a great family. I mean, I, I just literally struck gold here. And uh, she's an amazing woman. Is. I saw the vast amount of opportunities when we're together. I mean, when I was coming to Thailand, I was coming here as a vacationer, as an expat, as a retiree, looking at some opportunities. But then when I met my wife, I saw the real opportunity because she's also in real estate. My wife was able to get us close to $2 billion, actually over $2 billion in Thai hotel listings. We have boutique hotels that are under 10 million to flags that are close to 300 million and world-renowned, award-winning properties that have been written up in travel magazines throughout the world. And we have those pocket listings. Never able to get that when I was in, when I was in Costa Rica or in Central America. Extremely difficult. And literally, overnight, took us six months, actually less than six months, like three months to get all these listings and we have more coming. So the opportunities here in Thailand far exceeded than my time in Latin America. And again, that's why it's like, you know, it's frustrating to me when I look at my past, I'm like, why did I spend so much time in Latin America when nothing was happening. Yeah, I made money, made good money there, but not like what we're doing here in Thailand. And even if you're not in real estate, if you're in the health and fitness industry, lots of opportunities for you here. If you're in education, lots of opportunities here. If you're in production, lots of opportunities here. If you're a doctor, lots of opportunities here. It doesn't matter what walk of life you're in, because the wealth is growing so fast here in Thailand and just all of Asia, so if you're not aware, the fastest or the largest growth of new millionaires and billionaires are coming out of Asia. It far exceeds any other countries and regions in the world. There are more millionaires and billionaires popping up in Asia than any country in the world. More than the United States, more than Europe. So Thais are getting richer. This is not a poor country anymore. When you come here, when you come to Thailand, you will see Thai people have money. They are rich. Actually, when I look at the lifestyle of a Thai person here, the Bangkokians, I feel that they are richer. Than Americans. They're able to dine out every day, entertain, drive beautiful cars, have beautiful homes that are free and clear. They have zero to very little debt. It's, it, this is not a poor country. So if you think Thailand is just this rinky dig poor country, some podong country, you're extremely wrong. This is a country that has lots of potential. So whether you're a retiree that's going to retire full time, has everything here for you. So if you and if you're a person that still wants to work and maybe retire half the time, this is also a great place for you. But if you're looking for just new opportunities and maybe uh, because of this pandemic, your business closed down or you've been laid off, uh, you've been your your business has been bankrupt and you're seeking new opportunities, you need to be here. This is where you want you to be. This is where the opportunities are. It's not Latin America. It's not in the States, North America. It's not in Europe. It's in Asia. It's all all over Asia. But coming here to Thailand, you are close to all of that. You're close to all the wealth. We are only an hour and a half away from Singapore. We're only an hour and a half away from India and China. We're only three hours away from Taiwan. Five hours away from Korea and Japan. I I think about five or six hours away from Australia and New Zealand. We're also close to the UK. That's why there's so many Brits and so many people from other parts of the UK uh, that live here and work here. So, I want to share this story with you because retirement is something that people really don't think much into. They just kind of fall into it, they don't really plan for it. It's like a marriage. Like, you know, what's the old saying that the average person uh, spends more time researching and shopping for a car than they do for a lifelong partner, which is true. People can just kind of fall into marriage. You know, most of the time they are married to the wrong person. And it's the same exact thing with retirement. And as an ex-financial advisor, i, I still a financial advisor, but uh, with real estate, because we also develop real estate portfolios for very affluent clients, basically developing their own REIT. It's the same exact thing when it comes to retirement. People don't think and plan accordingly for retirement. They just think, oh, okay, well, maybe a million dollars, that should be enough to retire in the States. No, it's not. The numbers have already shown. And and if you want to retire, you got to move to a state, you got to move to a city that you don't want to live. And you're going to be sacrificing. That means you're going to be homebound a lot. That's very limited to eating out, movies, bars, trips. everything's just so much more expensive in North America and UK and also in Australia and New Zealand. Here, my wife and I, in a given week, we probably only cook maybe once or twice. All of our meals are out. Because why cook at home when right around a corner, a minute walk, two-minute walk, we can have cook to order food for a dollar to two dollars. And it gets us out of the house. See, that's what people fail to understand when it comes down to retirement planning. Is they don't look at their lifestyle. They they fail to realize what their needs as a retiree what what makes them happy because they think that their lifestyle is going to continue the same maybe they'll just have a few sacrifices but when they retire like oh crap my money's gonna run out soon i may have to go back to work well here in thailand you could sell your home pay cash for a condo and remaining cash will probably survive, will probably last you, depending on how old you are, for the rest of your retirement life. We have first-class healthcare, fraction of the cost. And adventure. So think about that. When you think about retirement, you don't think about adventure. You think about sacrifice. Retirement is about sacrificing. It's about pinching pennies. It's about budgets. But travel and adventure doesn't come up because it's unaffordable, it's unobtainable for the average retiree. But if you were to take your money and move here, oh, adventure and lots of it, you can count on it. Why? Because travel is so inexpensive and where we're at in Thailand, we are essentially located to so many amazing countries that are nearby that is literally at arm's length from you. We have our versions of Southwest Air and Ryanair here, discount airfare, where I can go to Phuket for $60 round trip. You know, my my wife and I wanna go to Singapore for a weekend. Round trip ticket, 100 bucks. Australia, New Zealand, close. UK is close. Other Asian countries, India, Sri Lanka, China, Korea, Taiwan, Japan, and our neighboring countries, which are also fantastic countries to visit. Cambodia, Laos, Vietnam, right next door to us. Cheap and expensive, close. So we have lots of adventure. It's about building memories. Please don't think that retirement is your prison and it shouldn't be your prison retirement should be your freedom because you've worked hard to save that money you worked hard struggling dealing with crap from people in the business world now is your time to celebrate all your years of hard work and it's not being homebound staying at home it's about getting out there creating new memories New experiences and the Millennials like to say it best creating authentic experiences and there's lots of authentic experiences here so now when I when I analyze over the last eight years of here and the over a decade in Latin America and the other countries I've visited and considered for retirement, Asia surpasses it and Thailand exceeded my expectation and it still continually exceeds my expectation. So now you're sitting here, it's the pandemic, You know the infection rates are increasing. There may be a second lockdown, a second reinfection. I mean, we don't know what's happening. The, the economy is going sideways. Businesses may not reopen. I mean, it's just a very bleak future. Very bleak future. Well, you can continue to keep struggling. Well, take what you have now, bird in hand, sell your home, and get down here. And free yourself. Free yourself of that ball and chain yourself in that prison that you've been living all your life and this is the country to do it there's so many individuals out there that uh, always tell me like oh god i wish i can live by the beach but it's so expensive oh i wish i can live by the beach but i can't afford it (laughs) No, you can't and there are no sacrifices none if you're wondering where are some of the other pros and cons, head to my other podcast where I talk more into detail about the different cities um, that I recommend for retirees. And these are cities that I live in too. I wouldn't recommend them to you if I didn't live in them myself. And what cities not to live in. My top three favorite cities, Bangkok. Number one, if you live in Thailand, you've got to have a home in, Thailand, in Bangkok. This is the hub. Especially if you're planning on doing some part-time work. This is your hub. And a great thing is, is that you can have surf and turf. You can have two homes and three homes because it's so inexpensive. The price of, depending on what part of the U.S. or U.K. or Australia you're at, depending on how much equity you have, you sold your home, you could probably pay cash for at least two or even three homes here. We have three homes here. And you know it's it's truly like living like a king and queen. If you want to have a bigger place, if you want to have if you want to bring your kids here, you can have a live-in maid that does everything for you for three hundred bucks a month. That's cheaper than most other countries. You don't have to have a car. Public transportation is readily accessible and it's inexpensive. Healthcare, if you wanna get insurance, you can get it here. But I don't have it because it's so cheap just walking in. You, got, you have flu symptoms, walk into any pharmacy because they all speak English. Tell them what's wrong with you. They give you some antibiotics. It's like five to 10 bucks and off you go. And if you have a more serious case, walk into any hospital. You will be seen within 10 to 15 minutes, depending on which hospital you're at. The service is so much far superior than any American hospital. First of all, you can't really walk into any American hospital. You always have to make an appointment. But even with an appointment, you're still waiting an hour in the lobby. Then once you go into the actual room, you're there for another half an hour to an hour. Then a doctor sees you for about five minutes. And then you got slapped with a big, huge bill and, and a stupid copay. I have a friend of mine that went to an emergency overnight. Nothing major, just his heart palpitations. Didn't know what was going on. Went in, no x rays or anything, just saw a doctor. They said, You're okay. That visit cost $2,000. $2,000. My mom accidentally broke her foot here in bangkok she just wasn't paying attention and just kind of like uh, broke her foot and uh, crutches consultation x-rays medication follow-up 30 bucks yeah that's crazy huh 30 bucks anywhere else in the world especially united states that would be five grand and she just walked right in So when I say that Thailand exceeded my expectations, it still continues to exceed my expectations, it does. I do not see any place else as my home. This is home for me and I am very happy here. I'm ecstatic and it only gets better and better and better. And I want you to experience that too. When I look at retirees, when I talk to people that are looking to retire a couple years from now or 10 years from now, or even just hate where they're at right now and just wish they could just sell everything and leave, they are always revert back to Southern Europe or Latin America. I'm like, uh-uh. Thailand. This is where you want to be. This is the place you want to be. So I hope you enjoy my podcast because we're going to have a lot of great things, a lot of exciting things that... Uh, that uh, we're going to be doing in the future. Uh, we're going to be not just educating you more on the highlights of Thailand and living here. And we're going to uh, also do on location uh, podcasts. It's one of the great things about about Anchor is that we can record podcasts and upload them anywhere. So if we're at a cool tourist destination, a new hotspot or club or new beach or at a restaurant, we're going to we're going to shoot an episode and we're going to tell you exactly what's happening what to order and what the location is so it's going to be a lot of fun and we really hope you enjoy it remember we have lots of other resources we have um, excellent videos travel videos on YouTube and our Facebook pages you'll see the links and we're also on Instagram but the great thing about podcasts is that we can go much further than we can on our videos. Our videos are like about five minutes, maybe 10 minutes. But our podcast, I could go much more into detail and we could talk more about our experiences and we don't have to rush it. So please subscribe because this is only the beginning. I want to share my experience and my life here in Thailand with you because I have searched high and low for almost two decades and there is no better country to live. There's no better country to work. The opportunities are here. The standard of living exceed any expectations of any other countries. And the main thing is, you're never gonna be bored. So adventure just around the corner. So thank you so much for joining me today.